Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. Um, This week, we'll be talking about sleep patterns among introverts and kind of why introverts tend to struggle getting better quality of sleep um, compared to extroverts. Um, So I just kind of want to start with like a couple of statistics that um, research has shown that introverts actually tend to get worse quality of sleep um so the first statistic is that extroverts are 17.7 percent more satisfied with their energy while they're awake compared to introverts um so you know throughout the day extroverts are often I don't know if it's necessarily that they're more energized, but they feel more satisfied with the amount of energy that they have throughout the day and that they feel like they can be more sustained with that energy throughout the day compared to introverts. And I know personally for me, I definitely feel that I can get a full eight hours of sleep or even more sometimes and I'll still wake up and I'll feel like I don't have the energy to move throughout the day as as much as I feel like other people do. Um... And the second statistic is that introverts are 14.8% less satisfied with feeling alert while they're awake compared to extroverts. Um, Also something that I've experienced more recently is like not feeling like I pay attention as well or um, not being as alert. And I've noticed that more recently um, and I guess I didn't think that was something that was part of being an introvert, but that um, is something that can be influenced by um, whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert. And then the last statistic I have is that extroverts are 6.5% more satisfied with their ability to sleep through the night compared to introverts. And I definitely relate to this one, you know. um, I have struggled for the past few years, like, with my sleeping patterns and being able to sleep through the night um i will wake up two or three times throughout the night and i know for me it's i think it's kind of annoying like i just want to sleep i don't want to wake up and then have to fall back asleep you know so um those are just some statistics showing that introverts do have trouble getting better quality of sleep um and that extroverts are more satisfied with their sleep Um, patterns and stuff like that so um, I just want to talk about a few reasons why as introverts you may not be as satisfied um, with your sleep or not getting um, as good of quality of sleep as you'd like Um, and the biggest thing with being an introvert is that the quiet nighttime often invites those loud thoughts that we have a lot Um, because you know at night it is often the most quiet part of the day and therefore it usually 
is the time when introverts can hear their thoughts more clearly um and you know just to kind of put it in perspective like for me there's like almost always like hundreds of thoughts running through my mind and I'm like always thinking like 100 miles per minute or whatever you know like my mind is always constantly going but during the day it can get too loud and kind of too overstimulating for me to be able to focus on them or to really hear them and kind of understand what I'm thinking um and so you know when the lights turn off and I'm able to just lay down and it's quiet then my brain turns on and it's like oh this is what I was thinking about oh this is how I was feeling and all these thoughts start like coming to the forefront and I'm able to really like focus on them and kind of overthink about them a lot too and so that's like one of the biggest things with being an introvert is that you um you kind of can get overstimulated during the day so you're not able to fully process those thoughts and then at night when you're there's less stimulation and there's less noise you're able to focus on those and so that's kind of not something as an introvert that you have much control over. Um, I will talk about some ways that you can um, kind of help your quality of sleep um, later on, but um, but those are one of the things you don't have as much control over. Um, but there are uh, there are some things you can do to help with that. Um, another reason why introverts don't always get the best quality of sleep is um, because at night we often talk to ourselves um, you know at night when introverts are um, alone or maybe not necessarily alone they're alone in their mind um, and it's quiet and everything they can have these honest conversations with themselves and usually they're kind of like the best conversations I've had with myself um, and I know that might seem a little weird to some people, like, oh, you talk to yourself at night? And yeah, I talk to myself at night. Um, but, you know, these inner conversations are really important to introverts to help keep them regulated um, and kind of keep you sane a little bit because you have all those thoughts, right? And sometimes it's really hard to understand why you're thinking that or something. And so when you have those conversations, you're able to really process okay, I was thinking about this and that's that happened and that's probably why I brought up that thought. Um, or like, mm, I was feeling this way and I really didn't know why I was feeling this way, but now looking back on it and being able to like talk it out with myself, I understand why I was feeling that way, right? So like for me, that is usually a time when I process a lot of my thoughts and my feelings that I didn't have the time for or I didn't have the energy for earlier in the day. Um, so that's that's something that can keep people up because those conversations, depending on like what they're about and how much you have, they can take a long time. Like there have been times that I've just laid in bed for hours and I'm just like, going through all the thoughts and feelings that I've had and so um, the, that is another really big thing and then the third thing is books and social media right you know obviously um, 
I mean, I'm not going to say all introverts, but I think a lot of introverts do enjoy reading um, and being able to kind of exit this world and go into a new world and um, kind of leave their thoughts behind. And then also just, you know, being in society today, there's access to our phones and we can go on social media and just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll, right? So many times introverts and people in general, not just introverts, right? They fully intend to go to bed, right? You have this intention to go lay in bed and to close your eyes and fall asleep, but you end up reaching for a book or your phone, which keeps you up for hours and sometimes even all night. Um, and you don't even realize it. You might just like be like, oh, I'll read like a couple chapters or something. And the next thing you know, it's 4 a.m. Um, or you're on your phone and you're just scrolling. You're like, oh, just look at this for a little bit. And the next thing you know, it's been two hours, right? So um, sometimes those are things that can cause us to lose track of time. And because of that, we can lose time to sleep. And that uh, makes it hard to um, get good quality sleep, especially with social media when you're on your phone. Um, if you don't have like a blue light blocker, um, that actually stimulates your mind to say, oh, I should stay awake. And so it actually makes it harder to fall asleep even after you put your phone down. So, um, I think it's like they recommend that you don't be on electronics like 30 minutes or an hour before you go to bed. It's just that your mind can like shut down a little bit as it naturally does when it's dark out and it's nighttime and it knows okay it's almost like time to go to sleep but when your phone's on you reactivate it and so your mind is like oh i'm gonna stay awake i'm gonna stay awake so when they're like okay you need that time to decompress and for your mind to be like go into sleep mode right so maybe setting down the electronics i know that can be hard um but maybe try it out or whatever works for you right um so those are just a few reasons why introverts don't always get the best quality of sleep compared to extroverts um and with that being said i do want to talk about some of the ways that you can wind down before going to bed just so that you don't have to be like okay well i know why and a lot of those things i can't really change it's just how my mind works right um and so, you know, I don't want you to think there's nothing you can do. So I do want to talk about some of those things. And, um, you know, the first thing I want to say is that it's so important, just like, you know, maybe setting aside a time when you set down your electronics and you don't go back on them for the night. It's really important to set aside time to wind down and like to be able to allow your mind to relax. Um, and... Um, you know, I think that that could just be like 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be very long um, Maybe even 20 minutes Whatever really works for you um, Just finding some time and you know, maybe the time is different for each person, right? Um, so maybe 15 minutes works for another person 30 minutes works for another person and an hour works for another person It it really just depends on you and I think you need to like maybe mess around with it a little bit and figure out what works for you and how much time you need to wind down um but one of the things you can do to wind down is to meditate um and you can do that however you choose to um i think there's so many different ways to meditate 
um, if that's kind of like focusing on your physical body and like its relation to kind of like your surroundings like your physical surroundings and stuff like that if it's you um, just kind of like sitting with your thoughts and kind of processing those things if you're religious and that's you praying however it may be whatever type of meditation you want to go through that is totally up for you to decide um, but I think setting aside time before you go to sleep to kind of meditate and just relax a bit will give your mind time to quiet down so that you're not having all of those thoughts when you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep, right? Um, another thing you can do is to journal, right? This allows you to be able to write all your thoughts and your feelings down and kind of go through the similar things that you would do in your mind um, about processing those things and um, kind of maybe talking about it a little bit, but you're writing it down um, so that you don't have to think about them as much when you're trying to sleep, right? Um, another thing you can do is read a book. And I say this, <laughs> assuming you have the self-control to put the book down when it's time to go to sleep, right? I know not everyone has that self-control or maybe it's something you need to work on, um, but you know, being able to read a book kind of allows you to engage your mind in a different way um, than like social media would and, and doesn't provide the blue light. Um, and you know, it just can really help, again, quiet your mind because as I mentioned earlier, at least for me and I know some other people who, when they really like to read, like reading allows you to leave your thoughts behind and kind of just like focus on the things that are happening in the book and kind of escape to a new world, right? Um, so again, you kind of have to have the self-control to be able to set the book down. If you know that if you pick the book up and you're going to be reading for a few hours and it's going to not help you go to sleep, then maybe that choice isn't how you wind down. Maybe um, that's something you can find time for outside of that. Um, and then the last thing I have on my list is to write a to-do uh, to list for the next day. Um, you know, this is something that my therapist actually talked to me about um, when she was asking me, like, oh, what do you think about when you're trying to go to sleep? Like, when you're trying to go to sleep and you're not being able to fall asleep, what are you thinking about? Well, obviously, my first answer was kind of like, um, well, everything. Like, I'm thinking about, like, literally everything that you could probably think about, to be honest. Um... But I found one of the big things that I was thinking about was like the things I needed to do in the next day or the next few days or something like the things that I needed to get done and how much time I had to do them and stuff like that. And so it was recommended to me that like maybe you should just write a to-do list for your next day so that you can kind of clear mind of the things that you need to do, you know, put them on a piece of paper, have that physical copy, know that you're not going to forget them because they're there and they're there for you the next morning. Um, and that you don't have to like try and think about them so much at night because, you know, you've already made a plan or you've already written them down and they're already there for the next day. Um, 
and I found that that has really helped me and I would recommend it to people if like that's something you think about if you think about all the things that you need to do in the future um like write them down have that list create a plan because it really helped me to stop thinking about it so much at night and like worrying about oh will I get it done and stuff like that because I, I had already had a plan to get it done um so yeah those are just some of the ways that you can wind down before bed again you know find what works for you there are definitely a lot of other ways that you can wind down before bed I think those are um, these are like the four things that I find that help me really wind down and um, would recommend to other people but obviously there's so many different ways and I just really encourage you like everybody is different um, I really encourage you to just kind of figure out what works for you and what's best for you um, because that's what's most important is what works for you you know what works for someone else is not always gonna work for you and it's okay like that doesn't make you weird or anything that just makes you different and we're all different so that is definitely okay and find what works for you okay um so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the heart of a perfectionist podcast if you enjoyed this episode or if you learned anything new please go share it with a friend and as always have a great weekend and i look forward to seeing you guys again next week on the heart of a perfectionist podcast